So we know, as you mentioned, that when families are able to create that bond and not feel that intense separation or anxiety of leaving their child or being away from their child, it can help and promote bonding. We know that that can help further support their willingness or determination to continue providing breast milk or pumping. So just connecting families, creating that closeness and bonding, it really serves in a lot of incredible capacities to help families just really navigate that NICU journey. Welcome. I am your host, Nicole Nyberg. I am a neonatal nurse practitioner and also a proud preemie mama to my son, William, who just happens to be a former 23-weeker. So if you are a current or former NICU parent, you have come to the right place. I have been exactly where you are, and I know what you're going through. We will be discussing all things related to the neonatal intensive care unit for preterm and term infants, as well as some of the emotions and struggles parents endure along the way in the NICU and beyond. So tune in and get ready to become educated and empowered. This is the Empowering NICU Parents Podcast. While I make every effort to broadcast correct and up-to-date information, medicine is constantly evolving and advancing, and I continue to learn new things each day. Every NICU baby and their journey is different, and every institution varies in their practices as well. So please, always consult your obstetrician and your infant's physician for any medical issues or concerns. I am presenting from my personal experience and knowledge. My opinions do not represent that of my employers. As a NICU parent, One of the most difficult components of the journey is the physical separation that you have to endure initially. And then each and every time you walk out of those NICU doors to go home without your baby. Leaving parents to sit at home and wonder if their baby is awake or are they restless? Did they gain weight? Take their full bottle? Or were they able to keep their NG tube out? The company Angel Eye has developed state-of-the-art technology to not only help ease the physical separation, but to also increase connectedness, communication, education, and support for NICU parents. For today's podcast, I sat down with Jaylee Hilliard, the Senior Director of Clinical Strategy at Angel Eye Health. She shares with us details on the four different solutions Angel Eye offers that work collectively to engage and support parents. Most prominently, they are known for their bedside camera system that gives parents, their extended friends, and family 24 hours of live stream video access of their baby while they're in the NICU. So once parents are at home, they can get on the app and see their beautiful miracle whenever they would like or for grandparents that are out of state or siblings who are unable to visit due to visiting restrictions, they are all able to log on and see the live stream video of the baby so they do not miss out on their journey. Angel Eye also offers an educational platform for the parents as well as the ability for NICU clinicians to message and communicate updates with the parents to keep them informed and engaged. Lastly, Angel Eye offers a breast milk tracker to help parents document pumping sessions as well as lactation resources. Continue listening to learn how Angel Eye helps to support parental engagement and family-centered care during the NICU journey and beyond. 
and why Jaylee's passion for engaging and educating families has grown even more. If you are a NICU parent or a NICU clinician, you do not want to miss this episode. This episode of our podcast is sponsored by Neotech. Whether you are a NICU parent or a NICU clinician, it is likely that you have encountered Neotech products. Neotech manufactures innovative products specifically for newborns and patients in the NICU with their goal to make a difference in the quality of treatment for premature infants and neonates. They also strongly consider the impact of their products on parents and clinicians. With a wide range of products, including, but not limited to, bilirubin eye shields or neoshades that come in three different sizes, a variety of respiratory delivery, securement, and monitoring devices, including the ram cannula, neoseal nasal prongs, the neofoam pulse oximeter, the neobar to secure endotracheal tubes, and the EasyCare soft touch tracheostomy holder. Neotech also has a variety of patented USA-made suction products for NICU and PICU patients. And last but not least, Neotech has developed a series of NICU products with a skin-friendly hydrocolloid. The protective adhesive sustains long-term attachment while also considering the risk of damage to fragile skin and is featured on the Easy Hold nasal cannula holders, the NeoBridge that secures umbilical catheters, the NeoLead ECG electrodes, the NeoBar that secures endotracheal tubes, and the NeoSmile temperature probe cover. As a NICU clinician and NICU mom, I have experience with a variety of NICU-based brands and products, and I know Neotech offers high-quality products that not only work effectively, but they also consider the safety of our high-risk Neo population. Additionally, they are a certified B corporation, meaning they have voluntarily met the highest standards for social and environmental performances, which is incredible. To learn more about all of their products, visit neotechproducts.com or find the link in our show notes. Have you been searching for the perfect NICU journal and you've been unable to find it? At Empowering NICU Parents, we have created a comprehensive NICU journal called Our NICU Roadmap. The journal is specific for NICU infants and includes everything you've been looking for plus more. We took all of your suggestions to heart and recently revised the journal based on your feedback as well. So it is smaller in size and will fit right into your bag, plus at a better price. The journal has everything I felt was pertinent, both as a neonatal nurse practitioner and a former NICU mother. Our NICU Roadmap provides a place for you to document all of your baby's progress while they're in the NICU. It will equip you with all of the necessary tools so you can confidently become an active member of your baby's care team. We have included educational resources to help you understand the NICU journey better, including, but not limited to, a detailed glossary that covers terms and abbreviations common to the NICU, and a NICU image to help you understand equipment commonly used in the NICU. Not sure what questions to even ask the NICU care team? We have you covered. The daily log guides you with questions to ask the care team, plus adequate space to document all of the pertinent updates for your baby each day. 
Next, we included specific areas to document all of the details on your amazing miracle, including birth stats, delivery details, weekly measurements, eye exam, and head ultrasound results. We also included a separate full journal section in the back to help you document and process all of your feelings and emotions throughout the journey. In our journal, you will find everything you need plus the finite details you have not even thought of yet. I promise you will look back on this and be amazed by your little one and all of their achievements, and it will be such a great keepsake. Go and grab your copy of our NICU Roadmap now on Amazon, or If you are interested in buying in bulk at a discounted price for your hospital or organization, head to empoweringnicuparents.com forward slash NICU journal to contact us and see additional details and images of our journal or find the link in the show notes. Now back to the episode. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am very excited to be joined by our guest. Jaylee Hilliard is here today, and she is going to talk with us a little bit more about Angel Eyes. So Jaylee, if you could just start out and tell us a little bit more about yourself and your family and where you live. Yes, thank you so much for having me here today, Nicole. I'm so excited about this opportunity. My husband, Brian, a daughter, Everly, and our three dogs live here in Central Texas. We were engaged, married, and pregnant in 2020 during the beginning of the pandemic. So that's made for a really exciting roller coaster <laughs> of a start to our life together and uh, our family. I can imagine. Wow, that's a lot. My husband and I, too, just kind of move things very quickly, but I can't imagine doing all of that during a pandemic. I'm sure that was definitely very interesting. Can you share just a little bit more with us about your clinical background and what you're doing now for work? Sure, absolutely. So I started my career as a NICU nurse um, in a level four NICU and academic medical center here in Central Texas. It was great. From the time I started, I really developed a passion for family-centered care and what that meant to really integrate parents and invite them to have a seat at the table when their child was admitted. And then I also had a passion for lactation and breastfeeding and led some committees doing some important work in those areas. I eventually pursued my master's degree, getting a master's of science in nursing leadership and healthcare policy, and then transitioned into some various leadership roles throughout the children's hospital. I eventually found my way back as the NICU director of the same level four NICU that I had been a nurse in. And I really enjoyed that opportunity to oversee the operations and help lead a great team of professionals to care for so many babies and their families. About three years ago, I decided that I wanted to pursue a new opportunity in my career. So I started consulting with some healthcare um, software and device companies and eventually became the senior director of clinical strategy at Angel Eye Health. My goal really was to kind of bridge that gap between healthcare and industry understanding that there were gaps that I had perceived in my career between what was going on on the front lines and what those needs were at the hospital and in the organization, and then the products and tools that were being developed to help support those needs. So today I spend a lot of time working on market research and really interviewing families and users of our platform to understand what those challenges are and how we can leverage our technology to help them do all of those things more efficiently. 
Yes. And I'm sure just even from your experience, I was a NICU nurse for 10 years before I became a practitioner. And just the amount that technology has changed in my lifetime as a NICU clinician, and I'm sure you've seen the same thing as well, just astounding what we can do now and the ways that we can help families now that didn't exist 10 years ago, or even whenever my son was in the NICU eight years ago. So I love that. And I also very passionate about family-centered care and just ensuring that, as you said, that the parents have a seat at the table, that they are not only present, but they're engaged and they're actually active participants in being parental partners and decision makers in regards to their baby's care. So tell us just a little bit more about how Angel Eye promotes family-centered care. Sure. We have four solutions um, and all of those work collectively to really engage and support parents. We do that first through our bedside cameras that would allow families and their additional extended family and friends to view the baby when they aren't able to be at the bedside. And they do that through our free app. That is a great way to really engage parents, to connect them with their child, to support that mom-baby dyad. Especially with restricted visitation right now, a lot of people don't really understand what that NICU journey looks like. And giving them eyes or a lens into seeing that baby anytime they want is really helpful in kind of crafting the story and understanding the journey that that family and baby are going through. So really giving them connection and visibility, they can see over time the baby's getting bigger, the baby might have had tubes and wires that they didn't have the day before, things of that nature. Our platform also can help educate parents as well by providing them specific resources and educational tools. And we've really found that by educating and informing families, engaging them through access, those are ways that they can really feel more confident in advocating for their child. We can also connect them to nonprofit organizations and other resources through the app. And that is all based on the hospital and what their preferences are and those organizations that they're affiliated with. And then another solution we have allows the care team to provide one-way photo, video, and text messages from the care team to the family. And that's a really great way not to alarm families by calling them in the middle of the night or anytime you see that phone number come across your phone. But just to get a push notification through the app that there's an update, it encourages families to log in and they can get that message. So it might be you know, an update on the plan of care. It might be a special event that happened, like the baby completed, you know, drinking their bottle or they got a bath or something like that. The other thing we can do is also support parents that are pumping or providing breast milk in our application by having them document when those pumping sessions occur and giving them access to lactation resources at that facility. And then the last thing, as I mentioned, is just overarchingly, our platform aims to really educate, engage, and empower families so that, you know, while they're experiencing that altered parental role in the NICU, they can feel more equipped to advocate for their child, to speak up, and to truly understand what's going on with the understanding that this baby is going to be their responsibility when they go home and the care really needs to transition from that team to them as soon as possible. I love all of that. And just to touch on each of the things that you mentioned that it provides, I know, again, as I mentioned, cameras did not exist when I had my son, William, in the NICU. And every night before I left, I would take a picture of him, however he was lying in his isolate. And then that's what I would have to take home to look at. So I absolutely 
love that families can get on there. And then, as you mentioned, extended family as well. I had nieces and nephews that could only see pictures of him and for my parents and just so many other people. And like you said, especially during the pandemic, I know how difficult that was for so many families that were even, you know, spouses or partners were separated from seeing each other with their baby. And having been through the NICU journey myself, cannot even imagine that. I cannot imagine not seeing my husband do kangaroo care with my son. So, and as you mentioned, the educational component, which I know, again, you and I are both passionate about because I strongly believe once parents are educated and they have the knowledge and they're equipped with the knowledge, then they can become confident in asking those questions and being a very active participant in their child's care. And they have the parental role alteration, but they're also just, they're in a place that has loud noises, a lot of equipment and very scary things. And sometimes just even the size of their baby or all the equipment around them can be very scary. So the more knowledge that they have, I strongly believe the better off that they are. And also, as you said, we both know just from research and studies that I've looked at and presented about how much that bonding is impacted if parents are or are not involved. And as we know, the more that they're involved, the more that they bond, which then eventually, as you said, they'll have to take care of their own baby. And once they're home and they've been able to do that in the NICU, it just shows so much stronger developmental outcomes for not just the baby, but the entire family. Absolutely. As well as the milk tracker, we obviously promote breast milk as well and providing it and pumping it. And so just to have a place for parents to be able to do that. So share with me, you mentioned the app. So is that how parents then access all of the information, the different platforms? Absolutely. So we primarily work with the hospitals directly and they would purchase our solutions. And once they've decided what solutions they'd like to use, our AngelEye app is free and accessible to all of their families and their extended family members as well. For those extended family members, they have access to the camera to see the baby, but to ensure that the platform is secure and HIPAA compliant, it's only those two primary partners in care that will have access to the education materials, the communication, and the the breastfeeding or pumping information as well. So it's all accessible in the app. It's free, um, Android or iOS. And they can also access it on any internet-enabled device through a web browser as well. So it really ensures that all families can have access to their child and the platform and any of those solutions that the hospital has chosen to implement. Fantastic. And I'm glad you mentioned the HIPAA as well, because I was going to touch on that just to make sure that everybody knew that their information was secure and not in danger of, of being looked at. So what has the platform overall, how has that impacted outcomes? So we know, as you mentioned, that when families are able to create that bond and not feel that intense separation or anxiety of leaving their child or being away from their child, it can help and promote bonding. We know that that can help further support their willingness or determination to continue providing breast milk or pumping. You know, it's really hard. I can say this, I went through the experience myself. It's very hard to wake up every two or three hours and pump when you don't have a baby crying, communicating they're hungry with you, especially for families that are admitted for days or weeks or months on end. So just connecting families, creating that closeness and bonding, it really serves in a lot of incredible capacities to help families just really navigate that NICU journey. Also having that connection and the communication from the care team 
helps encourage parents to speak up and advocate for their child and to really step into that parental role that we want to encourage them to do so that they're more confident when they take their baby home. And we know when parents are educated and engaged, there's less risk of them coming to the emergency department or having a baby that is not gaining weight appropriately or, you know, having difficulties administering medications or even applying specific equipment they might go home with. So all of those ways, the communication, educating parents, and then created that connectedness with the family can all impact outcomes for these babies and for their families. I know there's a lot of literature right now on mental health and the outcomes of moms and dads and siblings even on the NICU experience and what that does to the family dynamic. So using this platform and all four of these solutions together is where we really start to see that magic happen, so to speak, and supporting everyone and really helping them navigate that stay. But we also have several solutions that are available 90 days post-discharge. So we're not just there for them during this day, but also continuing to provide updates and education and information after they go home as well. And that leads me to my next question. I, as a parent, know probably how I would feel about them. And just as you mentioned, just the little notes and the positivity that they can provide or even putting their baby's weight on there or different things that they did. I know that you love to see when other people love and cherish your baby, especially when they're in the NICU, because you have to have that trust factor with the clinicians that are caring for them day in and day out, especially when you have to leave at night without your babies. Absolutely. So I, again, can imagine, but I'm curious, what is some of the feedback that you've received from families? We receive incredible feedback from families and even their extended family members all the time. We actually, I have a colleague that is in Little Rock today and her travel nanny was there with her two kids and she struck up a conversation with the family at a playground there and they mentioned Angel Eye and the family was like, oh my gosh, I need you to communicate back to that team how much we appreciated We had two babies in the NICU and I would literally push play on that camera before I went to bed at night and felt connected and close to them while my child was admitted to the, or both of my children were admitted to the NICU. So, you know, we have so many situations all the time where families reach out and communicate about how special that was that, you know, the hospital that their child was admitted to really made family-centered care and connectedness a priority. That was very important to them. We've also had situations where, you know, mom is separated from baby. Maybe that baby's transitioned to a higher level of care and the mom is stuck at the hospital until she's stable enough to be transferred or discharged. And we've had hospitals at those outlying facilities be able to connect with families and let them see what's going on with their child and understand what's going on. And those moments are really priceless. Uh, We've also had grandparents, we've had deployed fathers who said, you know, the first time I saw my child was on an angel eye camera and they were able to stay as connected as they could be from across the world. And so those are some really special moments. Those memories also that I spoke about earlier, like first time that a baby might finish their bottle, for example, happens to be the one time the family isn't there, for example. Instead of completely missing out on those things and just hearing about them later, which could be frustrating, it's a great way to allow staff to share those moments and special opportunities to celebrate their child while they're admitted. 
I love that. And I got chills and teary-eyed just as you were saying all that. <laughs> one, because I was one of those moms that my son was separated. So yeah, I was in the hospital for a couple of days while he was 45, 50 miles away. So, and I could only see him when my family would FaceTime with me. And, uh. and then, yes, just the fact that there's a family member deployed or whatnot. I think that that is so amazing. So you mentioned briefly, but I would love to hear a little bit more about your daughter who also spent some time in the NICU and how did your NICU journey impact you both personally and professionally? Sure. So Everly was born at 32 weeks and six days. I had a pretty typical pregnancy, just nauseated the whole time, but you know, nothing out of the norm. And at a routine visit, they discovered that I had high blood pressure. So I was admitted for 24 hours for observation and some testing, and they discovered I had preeclampsia. So I was told that we'd be staying in the hospital until she was 37 weeks. And so I was planning for a long stay and antepartum, just waiting for her birth, which was terrifying to be on that side of things. And then a few nights after we were there, my blood pressure spiked and wasn't responding to any of the medication that I was on. I was really thankful that we'd already received the two doses of steroids that I knew were just absolutely essential to ensure that her lungs were, you know, as prepared as they could be to, to help her breathe on her own. And so she, she was born in March of last year. She was a big baby. She weighed six pounds. She came out screaming. And so I was very relieved about that. We spent 25 days in the NICU that I had been a nurse and a former director. So it was really interesting. I like half jokingly, half seriously tell people all the time. I feel like I've experienced the full 360 degree NICU experience at this point in my life. Right. Um, and, you know, I had a lot of time sitting there at the bedside, holding her skin to skin where I was reflecting on all of my time as a nurse and as the director in that unit and really observing and watching the staff, watching other families and just observing the dynamics in the NICU all together. And as a parent, you see those things through a very different lens than you do if you haven't gone through that experience or that journey. So I spent a lot of time journaling my thoughts and feelings and ideas, and I really wanted to use that experience to positively impact NICUs or families in some way when we were able to get her home and I could jump back into work. So it really ignited this fire inside of me that I already had about family-centered care and lactation and all of these elements of being in the NICU. And so it's really been a privilege and an honor to me to be able to serve in the role I am at Angel Eye and work on our new products, developments, innovation, ways that we can leverage technology to really support families and the care team. Because like you said, it really is like sending a family into this totally different universe where you don't know the equipment, the sounds, the temperature, the humidity, all of these things are so new to you and other people are speaking a different language than you understand. And even someone that had spent years in the NICU prior to my daughter's admission, I still felt so uncertain and so anxious about what was going on every day, even though I understood during rounds what they were talking about. I understood what was happening with her fluids and her feeding and things of that nature. It did not make it any easier for me to have peace of mind when I had to leave her several times a day to go home or to take care of myself. So, you know, just the whole journey 
it really is a journey. That's the best way I can explain it. There's good days and bad, and it takes a whole village working collectively with families to ensure that they make it out okay and that their child has the best outcomes possible. So I just feel incredibly thankful for all of the folks that took care of me and Everly and my husband while we were there for that month and hope that families and clinicians can really see the difference that our technology can make when families have that NICU experience. Right. And I appreciate you sharing all that. It's, I think, nearly impossible. At least I can only say it from my perspective, but just after hearing you confirm that, that you cannot go through the NICU journey as a parent and not come out changed on the other side. Absolutely. Hopefully for the better. There's a whole other piece of trauma that would have to be a separate conversation in PTSD that we wouldn't be able to get into in the mental component. But I often like to look at life and try to figure out why I'm in the position that I'm in. And a lot of people, would comment on being a NNP and then having a 23-weeker. And I don't want to say that I was put in that position for a reason, but I felt once we got out of it on the other side that I had to take what I had learned and take the passion from it and just try to make a difference. Just as you said, I think it's impossible to go through something like that and not want to do that. So how is she doing now? She is doing great. She just turned 18 months old. We're about to have hopefully her final NICU follow-up appointment. Hopefully she'll graduate and pass all of her her tests and exams. (laughs) Um, But, you know, bringing her home, I'll never forget when we were approaching discharge, which I think is every parent's goal to take their baby home, I just had this overwhelming sense of uncertainty and I didn't feel confident now that keeping her alive and thriving was going to be mine and my husband's responsibility. I was completely terrified of that. And it it really highlighted to me just how important it is to engage parents early and to continue to provide that support for them after they go home when that child is your sole responsibility after you walk out of those doors. So it takes an incredible team of people and family and support to get through those times. When we first came home, I was really struggling with breastfeeding versus bottle feeding because gaining weight was so critical and important and we were fortifying her milk. And so there were just a lot of dynamics and things for us to consider. And then after spending those weeks in the NICU, I was always concerned about all of the neurodevelopmental impacts that can occur by being in the NICU. And it's interesting because there was a there was an automatic paper towel dispenser really close to her bed in the NICU. And it would make that like eh, every time somebody <laughs> dispensed paper towels. And I would notice that she would flinch sometimes. And I have taken her to her follow-up appointments. And when she hears that automatic paper towel dispenser and someone pull a paper towel, she still to this day flinches and is fearful of that noise. And so that's just one example. I mean, a tiny example of, you know, even though we've left the NICU, there's still so many things that we continue to work through or evidence that she was in the NICU and we have to continue to monitor her closely and really nurture her and ensure that she continues to grow and develop and thrive. But I'm so thankful for the NICU follow-up clinic and friends and colleagues that have continued to support us on this journey. And I'm happy to say she's doing great and meeting or exceeding all of her milestones. We couldn't be more blessed in that aspect. Awesome. That's fantastic to hear. And yes, it's one of those things I think 
I'll just speak for myself as a NICU nurse and an NNP, try to really follow neuroprotection, neuropromotion, and all of those things. And you do, but when your child has been through it, then you really get it. And so just even going back to work after my son has been home, he has very sensitive hearing. Uh, We finally learned when he was like three or four that we couldn't sing happy birthday to him or he didn't like loud noises. And he just said, it just hurts. And you know, it's just, there's little things like that. Just some of those little comorbidities, his are mild. And I totally recognize that. But some of these kids, I just spoke about it the other day about neuroprotection, neuropromotion, but we don't follow up with families and know a lot of those things that impact them years down the road. And just wanted to touch on as well, just, I appreciate you admitting that you still were a little bit nervous about taking her home. And again, you are an educated NICU professional. So you just think of the families that have zero background in any kind of medical care, let alone our specialized population in the NICU. You and just how important it is, the educational piece and component and really just preparing these families to go home. Absolutely. It really highlighted to me that we need to make sure just NICUs across the country, we need to make sure that that transition to home really is a priority. And it's something that we're focused on, not just them walking out the doors, but, you know, that transition of care, whether it be to their pediatrician, to a follow-up clinic, making sure that families have that education and resources they need for their child to continue to thrive after they walk out of those doors, because it, it can be a terrifying experience and, you know, you have to meet every family where they are. And so I know that a lot of NICUs are doing a lot of work in that aspect to try to help parents feel more prepared, I guess you could say, to take their child home. Yes, because just as you mentioned, you know, a lot of times we in the medical field, we we focus on discharge and getting the the family home. But just as you said, we need to make sure that those babies are thriving, that they're not just home and that the family is not prepared to fully take care of them. So if families or NICU clinicians have any kind of additional questions, where can they find more information about Angel Eye? Sure. They can email us at info at angeleyehealth.com. Or they're more than welcome to go to our website at angeleyehealth.com and check out all of our solutions. You can request a demo, feel free to reach out there. And then you can also follow us on social media as well. Well, Jaylee, thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. And all of the links that she mentioned, we will also have in the show notes. So I appreciate you sharing your personal side of the story as well as uh, the professional. And like I said, I so appreciate that there's a platform that just allows parents to feel more connected, to allow them to be more educated and hopefully more prepared to take their NICU baby home. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Nicole. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I am so thankful that there are companies like AngelEye who continue to strive for state-of-the-art technology that benefits both our high-risk NICU population and their families. I so wish that when my son was in the NICU, there would have been bedside cameras available, as well as a way for the NICU clinicians to communicate with me and a milk tracker to help me easily document my sessions. I know that it would have helped with the initial and subsequent separation I had to endure each day with my son. I was blessed to be able to spend almost every day with him while he was in the NICU, but leaving him each night was beyond difficult. But every family and their situation is different. But I love that Angel Eye Health offers solutions for all NICU families to ease and support them through their journey. I want to say a huge thank you to Jay Lee 
for not only sharing all of the solutions on Angel Eyes platform and describing how they are so beneficial for NICU clinicians and parents, but for also openly sharing her personal NICU journey and post-discharge experience with us. It is so fantastic to hear how well Everly is doing today. And I know that Jay Lee's unique perspective as a former NICU clinician and now a NICU mama will continually drive her passion for providing the most up-to-date advances that promote family-centered care and are beneficial for our NICU babies and their families throughout the NICU journey and beyond. For the show notes and the links for our sponsors and those mentioned by Jay Lee for Angel Eye Health, head to empoweringnicuparents.com forward slash episode 41. Please consider sharing this episode or our podcast with anyone who will gain some value from it. Thank you for tuning in to the Empowering NICU Parents podcast and have an amazing day. Remember, once empowered with knowledge, you have the ability to change the course. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Empowering NICU Parents podcast. For the show notes and any links mentioned in the episode, head to empoweringnicuparents.com. I would love to hear more from you on the topics you want to hear, so make sure you let me know in the comments section. Please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode and consider leaving a rating. Five stars would be awesome so we can help other NICU families. Remember, if you have any questions or concerns with your NICU baby, please consult their medical care team. Until next time, friends. Bye.